Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me in this new episode. I'm Morgan, personal development and self-leadership coach and shaman energy reader. And today I have an amazing guest, Sam, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. She's all about calm. So, Sam, hi, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks, Morgan. Thanks for having me on as your guest. So I'm Sam Livmore, gladiator of love. And I help people uh, connect to their calm and activate their calm. I'm an author. I'm a personal performance life coach, Reiki master teacher, uh, crystal therapist, EFT practitioner. I've been a psychodynamic counsellor in a previous lifetime some years ago now. I worked in education mm -hmm. for a long time. I've done all of those things. However, really, everything that I do leads back to bringing peace and calm to yourself right as within so without so yeah um so how long have you been working uh in the education system and how like what was your journey from there to being your own boss and having your own business and helping others in a different way yeah yeah uh, it's, it's really interesting, actually, because I, I didn't actually train in psychology and till I was in my late 20s. I was 28 and I went back to college. Wow. Um, when I left school at 17, I had, I had no clue. I had no direction. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I hated school. Didn't like it. Didn't work for me. Um, so I really just left with one, one exam, one O-level in English, um, because I basically used to walk out of school all of the time. I didn't and care. And no, and no one stopped me. Right. right. Um, so uh, I actually just worked in retail for uh, when I left school for quite a number of years. I um, when I was 25, I actually had to leave my job. Um, leave working because I was having a lot of trouble with my knee um, and I couldn't stand up properly and my knee used to keep giving way and I was having all sorts of issues with my body um, with lots of pain and inflammation and infections and they couldn't find out what they couldn't discover what was wrong with me basically I had knee surgery when I was 26 and then they said oh sorry actually nothing wrong with your knee sorry about that what? I know right oh my God. <laughs> and then that was basically the thing that triggered them um, I went to a physiotherapist and then that was the sort of trigger for uh, getting a diagnosis when I was 28 so two years later um, and I discovered that actually I have a, a it's, it's a type of arthritis called ankylosing spondylitis. Mm. It typically takes, uh, I, I think it's much better now, but back in the 90s, it typically was taking 10 to 12 years for a diagnosis in women. Um, in men, it's three to four years. And at that time, 10 to 12 years for a diagnosis in women, which I fit the pattern perfectly. And it's um, because all of the, they don't, it's one of those things that they don't learn about in, in medical school. It's one of those things where it's put into a one day thing about autoimmune diseases and they don't really learn about it. And all the research 
said that it was only men that got it. Oh. This particular, and it's called ankylosing spondylitis. It's like, oh, that's a man's disease. Women don't get that. Um, and it's because women present with it completely differently to men, even though it's the same genetic marker, right? Okay. So it was only when I had this surgery and they said, oh, sorry, that was a mistake. That, <laughs> the, that the physio that was going, repairing me um, afterwards because I had to learn to walk again um, was hold on a minute he put some two and two together and he said I think you've got I think you've got this did all the blood tests blah 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 it took me two years another two years for me to get the diagnosis um, so I was 28 and I thought right and there's no way I can ever work in retail again um, because of that's when they discovered I had a load of inflammation in my lower spine and in my um, sort of like the neck, the top uh, two vertebrae. Um, and upon having proper scans, bone density scans, all sorts of things, then they realized that my uh, spine was fusing at the top and the bottom, which hadn't been picked up on all the years where I'd been complaining about being in pain in all different places in my body. Mm. and that was why um so it sort of set me on a path from there I was like right what do I really love uh, you know what am I going to do with my life and what do I really love that's that I can be interested in and so I thought you know what I really love criminology right oh. <laughs> I love uh, I love solving crimes I love criminology all of that thing so I went to um, I went to like um, an open day at college and because I only had this one exam from many years earlier <laughs> one qualification <laughs> um, I had to do an access I had to do one year of psychology as an access oh, right? okay. um, and I loved it so much really really loved it so there's me all, I'm going to do criminology, right? Mm -hmm. And the teacher, as it's coming to the end of the year to do the application for the next sort of whatever route you was going to do, the teacher said to me, do you know what? You'd make a really good counsellor. And I was like, really? It was like, yeah, yeah. I, I scrapped the criminology bit, right? You would make a great counsellor. Um, so I think you should do that path. So I was really dead set against it, right? Right. <laughs> um, and he said, well, look, there's a 10-week introduction in between, like the end of sort of June up until September when the new courses start. How about you just do that 10-week intro? If it's not for you, then in September, apply. You go, go with the criminology route, right? Um, so I thought we've got nothing to lose, right? Right, yeah, there was perfect timing actually yeah. between the two. <laughs> yeah, so two I did this like 10 week intro and it was really great and I really liked it. Um, and then also it turned out that it was for the, for the psychodynamic counselling um, diploma, it was three years, criminology was four, right? That was three years and also it was cheaper. Oh. <laughs> 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 So that's sort of like the path that I went down. Um, 
yeah and uh, I did like college for three years and in the final year you had to do a placement so I worked in a like a, a, a GP's counselling centre um, working with GP clients so you basically just get six weeks with them right so it wasn't you know this is how the national health service works you know like GP a work people. experience to validate or yeah so it was just like a year so I worked there for a year and because you had to in your final year you had to do like I think 150 hours of counseling oh. um with clients right and you had to write a case study and all sorts um so I did that for free in this counseling center like two days a week there as part of my uh, course um and yeah that was an experience <laughs> right yeah from criminology to psychology and uh... yeah yeah wow. and uh it's it mostly to be honest because they was all being referred by their doctors to this counseling center mm. it was mostly middle-aged women having a marriage crisis to be honest oh. and they get six weeks of counseling because either their marriage is breaking down or the children have gone off to university or whatever and they've lost their identity right right mm. um so when I finished that and I qualified actually I was just like do you know what I don't actually want to do that as a job <laughs> what I'm just <laughs> I'm just taking three years no. and actually this is not for the job for me <laughs> There was another reality that was opening up to you, like another timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and all the while, you know, I'm going through my own my own health issues right. all, all of that time, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and then I actually got a, a job working in a school, um, you know, just working within a secondary school um with children that had behavior issues that were separate in the school they had like a unit within the school right it was called like a nurture group so it was children with additional needs mm. that had maybe like anger or those sorts of things that were finding it hard within the school system mm. and they were separated a lot so um yeah I worked that was my sort of first entry into working in in the school environment it was very interesting. Your psychology <laughs> background was helpful for that, I, I assume. Yeah. yeah, 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 it really was. And I, I think, um, I mean, I was quite popular amongst the kids, to be honest, in that particular school, because I'd come from that sort of direction, not, not being a teacher mm. and coming in a different sort of way with them. I, I was probably more relatable to them right and um, yeah because like you and I don't really fit in a box like we we kind of like feel smothered by the system and school yeah. and all that like when, when I was a child I felt like I felt trapped and I remember every year in September back to school I would see the like the timetable and it felt so anxiety provoking to me to think that for, the, for, for one school year, every single week, I'm going to have the exact same schedule every single like week, like yeah. I was saying, and just like wake up every day at the same time, uh, do the same, like, oh, yeah, it's just awful. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think in that 
particular school and that's that was that's going back like oh I think to early 2000 so you know that was the first school that I went to that that's like 2002 when I went into the education system which is quite hilarious because I was like I hated school and now I'm going to work in one right <laughs> right. right like <laughs> need to sort this out <laughs> yeah um and and actually I think I went through some like therapeutic healing you know uh, myself and went through my own issues because there were times where I, I would have to go and accompany certain children to lessons mm. um and and I would be like having flashbacks and and feeling the you know what I went through when the teacher spoke in a certain way mm. you know and I would feel like oh god you know this is this is why I used to walk out of school <laughs> right <laughs> And it helped me deal with my sort of demons around that. But also I really related to the kids. Of, mm. right, I can see why you hate being here because yeah. actually it has not changed 20 years later. Right. right. Um, so that, that was an interesting time for me. Um, and then I moved to a, a different, that was a secondary school. And then I moved to a primary school after that. I was there for two years. Um, and then I moved to this primary school that was looking for uh, like a, a it was like a new role and it was like a, a mentor um, to work with the children that were social emotional issues or underachieving because of um, family or behavior issues right mm. so um, I went into that job but then that's when I had like a, a health crisis at that time um that's you know the discovery of the of my uh joints and I had a, like a massive flare-up and I had a I had a fall fell over and I smashed my uh hip bone oh, and uh yeah it was not not pleasant oh, um in the discovery of it they discovered that I had uh, tiny holes all over my right hip which if I hadn't have had that fall, if I hadn't have had that accident and fell over and it's my hip swollen up and I had to go and have scans and stuff, if that hadn't have happened, the, the doctor said, if that had happened in a couple of year times, you, you probably could have broken your hip if we hadn't have discovered these holes all over it oh. and they were able to treat it, right? Mm -hmm. So in a way, that was a blessing. Right, um, a blessing in disguise, as we say yeah mm. yeah so that sort of sent me on another sort of like healing thing I, I didn't work for about a, almost a year I didn't actually couldn't do my job because I was at home recovering or whatever I didn't work for that amount of time and then um then I went back into the school and it wasn't uh it wasn't particularly disability friendly let's let's put it that way let's mm. put it in a polite way Mm, okay I see what you mean. <laughs> I did have uh, issues with uh, with some members of staff in that school um so Terrible. we're not we're not saying too much about that because I had to make complaints and stuff mm. um so uh, yeah and I ended up leaving and then going into um going moving to another school right um which was really great but obviously that whole time I'm in a 
that was around 2010 I'm in this personal revelation Mm -hmm. looking for something more in my life you know looking for something different uh knowing this is not I, I don't really want to be doing this job forever you know I'm in a personal identity crisis as well like the awakening and the, um, the the search for the purpose like the quest yeah. for more and claiming claiming your sovereignty claiming your your health back your body and all of that yeah yeah absolutely because it was like when you lose when you do lose your health or when you have a health crisis to that degree you do lose a sense of identity mm. right you you're not the same person you do you 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 lose a lot you lose friends you lose um you, you know you're losing your health you're losing your social circle you lose all sorts of things that you don't really consider you lose your independence if you can't do shopping for yourself all sorts of things that you know so when you're trying to come back from that you're trying to find who you are right mm. rebuilding yourself right yeah yeah and um and this was 2000 and 2012 you know i i'd started to read lots of different um, self-development books right mm. and and i and i don't remember what book i came across it in in 2012 it was just like one of those it was it was a quote within a uh, a quote right mm. and it was um first find peace within yourself and then you can also bring it to others that was like oh and that just it just hit me that mm. quote oh you know i can't i'm not going to find peace unless i find peace within me wow. like no one else is going to bring me peace only I can bring me peace mm. and when I'm so peaceful within then that's everyone else's around me is going to feel peace right right as with yeah. or without and yeah you could yeah. say this quote was kind of like your the the trigger of your the remembrance of your soul gifts like your your bigger purpose because you, you already had your your sense of purpose to to be helping others yeah knowing that the system was not for you in the sense that you know being trapped in the <laughs> in the matrix yeah <laughs> feeling, feeling smothered by the system and uh, that's actually why school programs are called programs because yep. they just like constrict you instead of yeah letting you expand so yeah yeah so you found yeah. a deeper a deeper meaning like a deeper purpose yeah yeah absolutely and it just sort of changed me from from that point on really um with my attitude to my job my attitude to the people there you know and I and I loved the kids I did not love the adults so much (laughs) um I did not love the the system um or the constraints of the system of what I had to work in Mm. you know um and really it was the kids that kept me working in there for another two years you know I could have easily just walked out at that point Mm. I really could um it was 2014 before I actually properly left um education um 
and again I, and I sort of I went down to part-time first and after a year I went down to a part-time and just did a uh, few days a week right three okay. days a week um and in that same time like looking for looking for something looking for yeah. something I was right yeah it's a kind of looking for like, like yeah. there's a void within but we don't yeah. really know it's a void but we're trying to find something to fill it yeah and to, yeah to find like be fulfilled and find find this purpose and also validate ourselves yeah yeah absolutely um, that's a good point there about um, you know looking for something to fill fill the void. I'm going to come back to that in a moment, right? Because that actually goes back to much earlier in my life, right? Um, so yeah, I, I was working a few days and I was looking for something, and I I chanced upon EFT this one day one day introduction to EFT emotional freedom technique. Mm. I discovered it a couple of months before online. I was doing some tapping for pain relief. Um, I thought, oh, and it was right near me. It was not far from where I live. It was so bizarre that wow. this should come up. And I was, and it just said London. And I was like, oh, where is it? And it was like half an hour's drive from where I lived. Wow. And I was like, and it was like two weeks later. And I was like, well, that's a gift. <laughs> yeah so I thought I'm just gonna go on it just I want to understand how EFT works that that's the only reason for myself I just want to know how it works because it works but it, it makes no sense of why it works mm -hmm. so I went it was just like a you know introduction that sort of thing you know it was so amazing um and the guy so you know I'm going back like 2013 right so that's when EFT was relatively new in this country. People didn't really know. There was a few people. It was considered a bit weird. Um, and the guy who was actually running the training, his name was Ashley something. And he was one of the first 10 people in this country to be trained by Gary Craig in EFT. Oh, wow. I was like, wow. So he was like a master sort of trainer. He'd done it for like 20 years, right? He'd learned it in the US like 20 years before. It was like, what? So I actually, after that, I actually the next year went on to train with him and became an EFT practitioner, right? Mm. Um, because I was like, this is interesting. Um, so I trained in EFT. Um, but then that was not the thing I thought. Again, once again, like I did when I was as a counsellor, I was like, I'm going to train in EFT. <laughs> and, then, and then I did it. And then I was like, yeah, this is not actually what I want to do. <laughs> the quest. <laughs> I got the quest. I got the hero's journey. That's not for me. Right. Um, and then I did life coach training purely because I needed it for insurance purposes. So I could have just didn't done life coaching right mm. because of being a, a counselor and therapeutic and all of that but to get insurance for it you needed to have a life coach certification okay so I did life coach certification right eight months you had to do all of these essays which I was just like whatever 
<laughs> back to school so, again. It was so easy for me. It was so easy for me. I was just like, well, I just know all this. Um, so, you know, it's they, just, they, they were so easy to just put in. Um, and then I had to have like three coaching clients, right? Um, where someone had to like verify the, the, your coaching sessions. Right. Um, but then I did that and then I was like, oh, I don't think that's the thing. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've gone on to be like a Reiki, doing Reiki for myself and then becoming a Reiki master. I did crystal therapy for myself and then I became a crystal healer. So you see the pattern, right? Yeah. You see the pattern. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what? Like I, I used to like in my past, I'm a, I was like, am I unstable? Like I could see some people who were finding one thing and settling for it. And they were just like, and, and there's nothing wrong, like in a way or another, like we are all different and we all have a different purpose. So I used to question myself, like, why can't I find the one thing that I just want to do? I'm going to do that and I'm going to be happy. And, but in a way, now I see it as a blessing because it's something that uh, that enables you to always seek seek expansion always yeah. seek like it, not settling and once again there is nothing wrong like if someone finds what makes them happy that's great but it's like this uh, that's that's why the word quest keeps coming back since you and I started talking because yeah. uh, it, it's really not settling and really expanding not being trapped in that box with a label so yeah. it, it's it's actually a gift mm, yeah and I feel like when I stopped searching when I stopped searching for the next thing that I want to do mm. when I actually realized actually I don't need to just do one I don't need to keep going after the next thing right mm. I can use all of the things at the same time what are all of those things bringing me right they're all bringing me some sort of peace right everything that I was going after was to try and bring myself peace and when I acknowledge that oh really when I'm looking for that next thing that I need to do or that I want to do or that I'm oh maybe that's the thing what I'm really saying is will that thing bring me peace right right yeah so, this is such an important question like yeah. is this serving me is this yeah yeah and and actually at that point and and that was probably only a few a few years ago right um maybe 2017 18 like when I realized oh yeah I don't need to keep searching because peace is within me right keep coming back to that find peace within yourself right yeah and the peace is within me yeah a peace begins with me right you know I came across the mantra peace begins with me um so I didn't I felt like oh I don't need to go looking for anything else now because you know all I need to do is find that where I'm at yeah because like I said before, always looking for something to fill that, fill that void, mm. right? Um, and I realised actually it is all, I've got everything I need, right? 
Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's amazing because even if, you know, like I was saying, we are on this quest, this thing which enables us to grow and expand until we find um, our concept, our truth. And then we, we keep expanding, but from within. Mm, yeah. You know, that, that's, I, yes. I really see it as a blessing to like like the the beauty of the journey because you you still meet people you still help people on the way when you when you're searching for yourself and i tend to mm -hmm. believe that everything serves a purpose and then when you find that oh my god i am who i was looking for waiting for it's within and then it's like at some point you kind of stop running and you're just there and more grounded and like I was saying expanding from within yes yeah absolutely you know and then and then and that that's really when you know I started to realize that my my gift is calm mm. right my genius is calm um once I settled on that oh I don't need to it's nothing out there is the thing everything in here is right I don't need to go and train in another thing because I've got it all here um you know not to say that at some point I might go oh that's an interesting thing I, I want to know more about that right um but I'm not approaching things now as a oh it's going to be the next thing that's going to change me right or change my life yeah. now I look at those sorts of modalities or courses or workshops or whatever I look at them as a choice you know right. not yeah. something not a must gonna... something like if I don't do this maybe I'm missing an opportunity or yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely because I, I'm sort of coming at things from such a different way now you mm. know it's all about and and the calm up process is all about like connecting connecting to your inner feelings it is about connecting to where you are you're at allowing those feelings to move through you you know not suppressing them like running away from yourself yeah exactly not like trying to like push them away it's all about you know meeting yourself where you are loving loving yourself whether you're you know whether you feel you're broken or not you know you you are where you are right understanding that all your feelings are valid mm -hmm. you know, that is the real sort of crux of it like everything is valid we are allowed to go through the hard times as well as the good times right giving ourselves permission yeah yeah and actually it's when you give yourself permission to to not be okay some days because some days are harder than others for everyone yeah. you're human it's actually like the only way out and the fastest way out is through and within. Yes. And, and once again, well, that's, uh, we were talking about it with, uh, with Elise in the, in the podcast uh, about time being uh, an illusion uh, because really it's more time in terms of experience for the soul rather mm. than minutes or days. Or yeah. so At the end of the day, what matters is that even if we are always like never settling because we need, we have this hunger, this thirst for, for expansion. At the end of the day, we, we have collected enough experience, enough uh, knowledge 
to realize that the knowledge was the real knowledge that matters is the knowledge of the self yeah and uh, and claiming claiming the the mental the emotional and the physical health wellness uh, making choices and letting go of so many labels so many mm -hmm. false beliefs about yeah. how, how we should be what we should be doing and uh, just following our own um, our own journey so at which point did you decide to actually open your your own business and like make your karma brand and um well really i didn't go down the calm up route until only a few years ago right actually um 2019 was when that that name came out wow come up um previously you know since since i left education in 2014 and i was doing life coaching and eft and all sorts of stuff but i was just sort of under the brand as me um and i had the name alchemy you that was my Ooh. very first iteration of a website alchemy you that's nice too because i um i love paolo coelho and um the out you know he mm. wrote the alchemist that's not actually my favorite book of his um but that's the one that everyone knows i've got all of his books right oh, wow. the book that i love the most of his is called veronica decides to die it okay. is absolutely it's one that's i think the least spoken about out of all his collection it's based on a true story and um it's uh it's a story he writes about someone he comes across this sort of story in a magazine and he writes about this using his own experience from being put in a mental institution when he was young as well um and it's a story of a, a young girl that takes an overdose and wakes up in a in, in some eastern european country in, in like a, a a mental ward right and it's a story of trying to convince them there's nothing wrong with me. I just took an overdose <laughs> and trying to get out, right? Okay. Um, and it's the most, it's not a very thick book and it's the most incredible story. So I love Paolo Coelho, right? Okay. Um, so I was looking for something around the word alchemy because I also have an interest in, in alchemists as well, like medieval, the medieval art of alchemy right well, probably from the wealth, wealth and 13th century right I'm, I'm so into it um i love all, all of that um stuff and history and symbolism of churches all of that right mm. so i was geeking out a bit so that's uh, the name came out like alchemy alchemy you because that's what i'm doing alchemy for you right mm. um so that was my first sort of brand that was around sort of 2013 that came out then I started right doing the share the love. Um, yeah, you need to share about that as well. Yeah, the share the love. So I started writing the started writing the letters to strangers, right, and leaving them in the hospital when you know when I was going through all of that. I was leaving the the anonymous letters to strangers, right. That sort of expanded as as a as a movement, and it it sort of got into by 2015 we started doing all the big events mind body spirit festival on yoga 
all those sorts of events right around the country um so I was really sort of operating under that brand of share the love really for a number of years me but under that sort of brand right um and my book came out early 2019 100 letters to a stranger which is a compilation of some of the letters that have been written over the years where I've taken photos of them right and then they they've gone into this book there's thousands of letters that have been written but there's a hundred sort of different messages right in this book that's so amazing um which I love that's that's available where books are sold by the way <laughs> you can get that on Amazon etc um and it was actually sort of late it was around sort of September time 2019 um I was actually having lunch with with the publisher he'd come down he was in London we was having lunch and he was talking to me about writing another book um you've got a book in you you've got a story you you know you're you're so calming you, you know you've got so much experience you've trained doing so many things you need to be writing a book about your experiences um and I was really sort of saying yeah but I know everyone says like my calm is genius and all that stuff but Ad, how do you explain it how do you put your finger on what I actually do right mm. because you can't really put it into words what I do everyone says things like oh I'm like human valium and all all of that sort of stuff human can, valium. yeah oh you're like human the valium, human valium. <laughs> that's you know. a cool brand I know right I'm like how do you put that in a sort of words when people say oh, I'm so calm when I'm with you that you're like valium it's like how do we encapsulate that right, right? and he and he was like chatting away in, in lunch and he was like well you know what it is he said what you do is the complete opposite to calming someone down he went you don't do that he went you create calm he said like I'm sitting with you now he said and I feel all of the calm here right here in my belly he went he said it feels like I've just settled and the calm is here and then you bring it up through the body and it goes out everywhere he was like and I was like yes yes like that I was like, yeah, but what that what is that? <laughs> right? What is that that I do? I don't know. And he said, it's like you the calm goes upwards. And I was like, oh, calm up. So it's not calm down, it's calm up. Right. <laughs> right. And you see how it, it's very interesting you say that because you see how in society you need to calm down, but actually yeah. it's calm up and just like yeah. falling in love. You you don't want to fall in love, you want to raise, rise in love. Yeah. Yes. So it's very interesting. I'm just realizing yes. how society is always trying to bring you down, actually, no. instead yeah. of bringing you up. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. when someone says "calm down," you don't want to calm down, do you? You're like, no, I don't want to calm down. Like, because you're justified in your anger or your emotions or whatever. Right. And when someone says "calm down," they're like basically saying, "I don't want to acknowledge your feelings. Will you be quiet?" exactly that is what they're saying yeah, <laughs> right? like you're the the version of you that i'm seeing now is disturbing me yeah it doesn't correspond to the image or the idea that i have of you and i don't know how yeah. to deal with your feelings so <laughs> deal yeah. with it yourself and yeah uh, yeah. yeah exactly it's patronizing yeah. it's it's just dismissive of you 
right and it's like when when you just happen to cry in front of someone they're like oh yeah. don't cry and like yeah. just fucking cry if you want to i mean excuse yeah. me for swearing but just like yeah. if you need to cry just yeah cry so let, let it out and i'm holding yeah. space for you because there is this uh yeah this shame about uh, this shame about emotions and yes, like you can yes. only you can only laugh but not too loud because sometimes you laugh too loud like as a child be quiet yeah. be like yeah you know, like just let me be a carefree child and yeah it's always being monitored and uh, that's why a lot of us learn that being ourselves is not safe yes because when we are loud we are told to calm down when we feel emotions we are shamed uh don't cry uh you're gonna make me upset if you say that so it's all about the shame the guilt yeah uh, it's really shame and guilt i really and I, I wrote a blog about that maybe last week or i don't remember when but those are the two big um like two big feelings emotions that are projected like and that, yes. that's also a yeah. way to internalize uh, other people's reactions. Like it's basically, yeah. I don't accept you for who you are. Therefore, there is something wrong with you. Yeah. It's all yeah. That, like it's all reversed, actually. Yeah, exactly. So it's like pushing it and pushing it all down. Like, don't say those things in front of me. Don't acknowledge, mm. you know. And so what, what my message is with Calm Up is the complete opposite of that. Mm. yes acknowledge your feelings yes allow them to arise yes allow you you know to express them you know that's healthy you know yes. you need to acknowledge them to be able to process them to get rid of them yeah right yeah because it's not the emotions yeah. that are toxic it's the non-expression of these yeah. emotions because yeah. you're, you're keeping some some low vibrational emotions and low vibrational doesn't mean bad it just yeah. means they don't vibrate as high as joy or love or peace. Yeah. And it's part of human nature. So we just need to be like a, a vessel and just like uh, water and just let them flow. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's basically how that came up with Calm Up, right? right. So <laughs> it was in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, Calm Up. And it instantly went to look for the domain name while we're sitting wow. at lunch like, <laughs> is that a thing has anyone got that um there, there actually there there was a, a a dot com and it was um i'm not sure if it's like spanish or greek but i remember we opened it it was like oh that's not even written in english so that's fine <laughs> mm. right um so i i went home and i bought the i, I bought the dot co dot uk um I thought that you know I thought right let's just buy some other domain names connected to karma right mm. they're, not, they're not connected to anything but I wanted to have the domain names right, right. Yeah, I've done this thing before with it. <laughs> you know, yeah. right yeah so, um and that was like 2019 so and then the book has uh has just come out yeah, to you just released the up. book so yeah tell us about this journey how like how how did you manage i i guess you you went within because writing a book especially when it's so personal right yeah it's yeah. about uh, being vulnerable enough to to share yourself with your readers yeah. without yeah. going too much into private life because we, mm. we always need to keep a little bit of 
privacy for ourselves. So it's finding the right balance between what you want to share without judging yourself and daring to be out there and also how to organize all of this. So if you want to share your, yeah. your process, because well, it's amazing. Um, it's so interesting because so many people say that they wrote books in 2020. I did not write this book in 2020. I was like, no, I'm too busy being traumatized by the society to write a book, right? And I actually wrote it. Um, I, I started writing it uh, because actually the, the publisher gave me the opportunity to for the, for the contract in, in um, 2020, right? Um, and I'd said, um, and it was sort of mid 2020 sort of after we'd sort of come out of that first lockdown and I was like no I'm not in the place to write a book right now um, can we come back to that so we sort of like he asked me again at the beginning of 2021 I was like no I'm still not ready right and um, yeah I'm here. it's cool that he came back yeah. to you like it, you know I mean? really saw that you really had something deep to share to me exactly <laughs> so I ended up signing it in August last year 2021 and uh, I had a submittance date for the first draft was actually uh, in May this year May May the 6th would have been better if it was May the 4th right <laughs> May the 4th be, with, the 4th you. be with you <laughs> but, um, it was May the 6th right <laughs> uh, I was like, he missed the trick then. <laughs> right. right. Um, so I did actually was able to get that first draft in. Um, and so I, it sort of took me six months to write, really. Um, wow, that's not bad at all. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like, what? It only took you six months. Yeah. But because I already had some ideas of what the what I wanted to say. The way I wrote it is just wrote every single idea down that I had, right? Mm. Um, in this amazing software that I must sort of say called Scrivener. Um, not an affiliate, I just love it. Um, mm. Where it just helps you organize all your thoughts. Cool. So you can have, you can sort of have like an online cork board, right? Mm. Where you can just write. So I just wrote all of my ideas down on these cards these sort of like cool things on this on these cards and I had like about 20 different I think there was about 20 cards written on there that was just full of just full of bullet points wow just like loads of different ideas um that half of them I was like well I don't know how half of these relate to each other but mm. I just brain dump brain dump get everything out and then, um, yeah, and then I just sort of started writing. I was like, right, I'm going to write a bit about that today or I'm going to write a bit. So I just would look at it and go, right, I'm just going to write something on that idea. That and that was basically how I did it. I just wrote all of these different things about my ideas. And then I thought about, actually, I want to give personal examples of how these relate in real life because there's so many books that are theory that you read or self-development and you read and you're like oh that's all very well mm. but how do you relate that to real life right very right. important 
you know, how do I, you know, that's okay for you because you're like that. But what about me? You haven't been through something like me, right? Mm. You know, that's what you, sometimes you read things in books and I think, yeah, but you're nothing like me. Yeah, it's not, it's not really catching you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then I decided to do it as like a three-parter of each book when I spoke to the publisher and said, okay, this is my idea now, right? <laughs> I'm going to do the personal stories and then I'm going to relate the theory around what I'm talking about in my personal story. I'm going to relate some theory and then I'm going to give a if this has happened to you this is how I dealt with it and this is what you could do mm. right so it sort of sort of changed tack really from what my initial idea about creating calm um and it was much better doing it that way you know because the personal stories I think really give it an edge because yeah, people can go oh okay I've been through something very similar to that mm -hmm. right like a so, user's guide kind of like yeah. GPS to navigate. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. And actually, in the introduction, I mentioned your inner sat nav with your GPS, right? I actually <laughs> mentioned that, right? <laughs> Using that. Um, so, so yeah, that's sort of really how it came about. And yeah, the first draft went in, and then I got it back two weeks later saying you need to this bit's not very clear or this needs to be changed a little bit or so I, I was on it very quickly basically yeah <laughs> that's the fast um yeah project I mean yeah yeah line and exactly. quick so yeah you alchemized you transmuted and you know right yeah accelerated timelines yeah because I mean if I hadn't got it out by this October um I mean I got that drafting in sort of like may and then june the second draft and it still didn't get published until october but if it hadn't have been published by the end of this month it wouldn't have been published till next year oh so, okay. you know that would have been the that was the timeline basically mm. um if you don't get it in by this date then it would have been 2023 and i didn't want to wait that long well, then that's uh that's a long delay and uh well yeah that was perfectly divinely orchestrated, basically. Yeah. 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 So oh. That's really amazing. So, yeah, let, let everybody know where they can find your website, your book. And uh, also you have a cool concept for, uh, especially for people in the UK, if I understood, about your subscription, subscription oh, yeah. box. Sorry. Subscription box. Yeah. yeah. So tell everybody yeah. about all your projects and where they can find you um so the best place to find me on um social media is instagram at sam gladiator of love it's sam underscore gladiator underscore you know that one mm. of love underscore between each word i will put right? everything in the yes. description of this sam gladiator of love um Facebook as well I'm on there but that doesn't get much attention these days sadly Facebook is um no uh so Instagram is the place if you want to find me you know I'm always on stories and posting and stuff live, you're going live as well yeah I do lives on a, on a Wednesday so that's the place best place to connect with me in person um if you want to sign up for my newsletter um goes out every Friday which is all about calm creating calm different things in your life um 
and you can also get my free calm up kit which is like a little uh, bundle of tools to help you create calm in everyday life um, you'll find that on calmup.vipmembervault.com that is where you can also find my subscription box for calm which is my monthly subscription box which I've just started for UK subscribers only at the moment um, where you get a, a all sorts of things to activate your calm on a practical basis. You get a book of crystals and bath care, real wow. sort of self-care goodies delivered to your house once a month. So all of that is in my Calm Up website. I, I hope that uh, you're going to develop it further and then send internationally because I would love to have a yes. box of goodies. Like, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I would love to expand it to like Europe and stuff, but until it sort of uh, grows, um, till it grows to quite a few subscribers because of tax problems and uh, Brexit. Yeah, because of the Brexit and the... Uh, Customs so, and uh, I think it's a little bit that. complicated now with the yeah, with the custom. Like uh, I know I had to, I was yeah. I bought some raw chocolate from uh, from a seller in the UK and uh, she had yeah. to buy gift so there wouldn't be any extra exactly. problems. So yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the issue. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not really yeah. easy this damn separation that they are creating in the world, but yeah another topic for another exactly. day <laughs> a whole other issue yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah oh i just noticed it's it's 13 33 333 on my oh. clock <laughs> which is awesome yeah <laughs> remember. well i will put all your links in the description so that you know people who want to explore uh, and your book your book yes. is available yes, on my amazon book or... is available on amazon book depository barnes and noble waterstones places where books are sold on digital yeah. as well like uh, yes it's yeah. um uh it, it is an ebook on amazon so you can get it on kindle as well um it's called calm up activate your calm you can just search calm up now and live more and it comes up which is awesome. awesome yeah so if anyone resonates and even if you're curious just go and visit sam follow her on social media and thank you so much for having accepted to be my guest and for spending this time with me and thank, thank you, you everybody for listening and so until the next episode Take care and I will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Sam. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone.